0: Welcome to When Bad Things Happen to Good People, a podcast about censorship and the arts. Today, we are live. My name is Todd Sullivan. With me is Oren Barter. Hello, Dave. Over there. He should say hello. I know he did say hello. Oh, but I, was I said hello. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> today, we're wrapping up our look at a Clockwork Orange.
1: That's okay.
0: (laughs) Well, one day we'll get the the live opening to run smoothly without any problems. Today is not that day. It's part of the charm. (laughs) It's part of the charm, exactly. You come you come for the live episode, you come for the mistakes and the flubs. <laughs> How's it going,
1: Oren? It's good. It's good. How are you, Todd?
0: I, I'm okay. I'm in a bit of pain over here. I think I got a couple of spider bites the other day, um, one on my foot and one on my hand. And I've been kind of limping around my house for the last few days. And the one on my hand is actually quite, quite painful today. I'm hoping it, it goes down a bit some more, otherwise I might have to worry about Infection or something. So it was probably radioactive. Well, that's the problem. Is so far I haven't had any spider powers. So it's like I don't even get. I guess technically, if I got bitten by a radioactive spider, I'd probably just get cancer and die. But <laughs> uh, yeah, no superpowers, Dave. Unfortunately, not yet. Just pain, which maybe that's a superpower. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm in agony, life, man. Life is pain. Life is pain. pain. That's true. Life is a superpower. Uh, How do you? How do you
1: uh, like? I want to like Dave's superpower thing. How do you like it? I don't know. Yeah.
0: Can you just like Dave? Uh. I can make Dave an admin. That's fun. Okay. So. We're wrapping up our look at A Clockwork Orange. Uh, We've covered both the book by Anthony Burgess and the film by Stanley Kubrick. Um, Before we get into that, though, just wanted to take a minute to announce the next book that we're covering. Um, As is always the case when we've finished a book and then a film, we're going to take a break for a week so there will be no new episode on February 14th. Uh, there will be a new episode on February 21st, and that will be the first episode covering a book called The Turner Diaries. Um, and I got to say, I'm not
1: super looking forward to this one.
0: Yeah. The Turner Diaries but... is a novel by William Luther Pierce, and it's been in conversation to be a book that we covered for a while now. It was, a, for a brief time, going to be the first book that we covered. Um, and one of the reasons I think that it's it's come up now, and one of the reasons I've decided I, I, we should do it now is because it came up uh, around the conversation uh, around the uh, the Capitol riot slash insurgency on January sixth in the U.S. Uh, because it is kind of a book about extreme right wing militias rising up and and trying to seize power from you know, the the Jews and the Blacks and, you know, the people who have sort of sent the country into a bad direction. Um, so it seems, again, a little timely in the same way that the autobiography of Malcolm X was and uh, the same way that The Handmaid's Tale was. And so when we have an op- opportunity to do something timely, I, I think it's probably a wise idea. But yeah, as you were saying, Oren, you're you're not looking forward to it. And I admit I'm not super looking forward to it either. And I have read it before.
1: Uh, but I think like part of this whole journey that we're on was about pushing ourselves a little bit too, right? Uh-huh. So kind of push myself out of my comfort zone here a little bit. Yeah. And I think yeah. to some extent
0: too, like, you know, part of our conversation and part of what we're gonna talk about today in the context of a Clockwork Orange is looking at these pieces of work and saying should they be banned? Should Mm -hmm. they have been banned at the time? Should they be banned now? Uh, And sometimes in order to uh, have a conversation like that, you need to look at work like the Turner Diaries, which is currently banned in Canada, um, at least as far as you can't bring it across the the border. It's it's on a a block list, I guess, at the border. Um, You can probably, like, you can acquire it illegally. And I don't know whether or not, um, you would be charged for anything for having a copy of it. Uh, I did try to look that up in the past. Um, so like the the illegality of it in Canada is kind of up in the air. It's something I haven't been able to really pin down, but um, I do know that it, you cannot bring it across the border. Um, but yeah, that's the book we're going to be doing so next. I would say this um, is
1: probably probably going to be the most banned book then, the most banned thing, like in terms of the severity of the ban.
0: Um I mean, something that is we've banned done so far
1: not, I don't know if you can be like severely banned. How do you mean? Well, I mean, like the Handmaid's Tale was mostly banned from school curriculums. It's not necessarily something that you can't get a hold of. There's actually a TV show about it and all that. Right. Right. Um, but uh, this one seems like it's a little more severely band that makes well sense. i think
0: it's it's always been a little harder to get like i don't think it's ever been properly published by like you know random house or a, an official publisher it's always been kind of like um it's something that's available it's at like, kind of fringe it's a, or what it's fringe and you'd find it at yeah. like gun trade shows or um you know that's kind of scary right marches or um Things like that. Um, so, okay. But it's always sort of been. It's almost like you know, like the um, the anarchists' cookbook, which has never been like officially available anywhere. But um, you could always find it. Like before the internet, there were ways to track down like the the old photocopied version. And then since then, it's been available on the internet everywhere. And maybe that's one we should cover at some point too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with the Anarchist cookbook. I am not. Oh. It's kind of like a recipe book, but for like making explosives and ways oh. of destroying the man. No. Okay. Sounds interesting. Oh, Dave says he built a tennis ball bomb with it as a teen. That's awesome. Did it work? Oh Jesus Christ. Maybe don't tell us. <laughs> <laughs> you still got all your fingers because you're a guitar player. So obviously it didn't blow up in your face, which I understand a lot of people who try doing the stuff in the anarchist cookbook that's happened to them. Part of the problem is that um, it's been like, because originally it was one of those things that was photocopied and then photocopied and photocopied and photocopied like five, six generations is you can't always read the numbers properly. So it might be like whether or not it's a five or a six um, you can't tell. And, you know, when you're dealing with explosives Probably having accurate measurements is vital <laughs> is to really make sure important. that <laughs> things don't go awry. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe something worth uh, looking at as, a, as something to cover. Uh, probably not a... Oh, Fill the tennis ball with cutoff match heads, then duct tape. Oh, wait, I'm not, I'm not reading this. I'm not reading <laughs> instructions on how to make an explosive tennis ball in this podcast. So anyway, That's a great way um, to get banned
1: yeah no kidding. And band um, things happen to band people stay, stay
0: out of the chat, guys <laughs> Dave sharing how to like make bombs um so what was i saying yeah maybe nice to do as a one-off like it's not it's not something that we read start to finish as a as a novel because it's not but maybe do, right. at some point in the future do a one-off on the uh, the anarchists cookbook
1: i also had a friend talk to me uh, we were just discussing the podcast and he had mentioned were um, asked if we would ever consider doing band music, which I thought was interesting. Mm. Like kind of a one-off episode on a band album or something like that. That would be very interesting. Yeah, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've never talked about doing that, but uh, absolutely. I'm, you know, the more. Variety of media we can cover here, um, the better. It's one of the reasons that when we were workshopping the name, we went with banned things so that we weren't um, necessarily locked into just doing books. We could cover just about anything. And I, of course, you know, um, for myself growing up as a teen in like the 90s, I remember the uproar over things like uh, Two Life Crew, um, their album, um, pissing people off and, you know, getting. I don't know if it was actually banned or pulled from stores, but it was definitely pissing off a lot of moms at the time. So, yeah, for sure, band music. Let's do it. Sweet. Anything else you want to say before we move on to uh, Clockwork Orange?
1: Um, no, I can't say there is. Okay.
0: Then uh, to open up our conversation about a Clockwork Orange, uh, I do kind of quickly want to go through, um, if you've been listening along to our Clockwork Orange podcast. We've been opening each episode with a little, um, little regular feature we call, what the fuck is he saying? Where we take a bunch <laughs> of the, the words from the book and try to figure out what they mean using context clues. Because a good portion of this book is written in a made up, not made up language, but it's well it's sort of made up, I guess. It's called NADSAT.
1: It's, all languages uh, it's, are
0: made up. All languages are made up, exactly. It's kind of an adaptation of Russian, a uh, combination of Russian and English. It, it features some Russian words, then also some rhyming slang adapted from Russian words. And so what I did for today is I made a list of all of the words that we covered in the what the fuck is he saying section. And I've looked up what the actual definitions are to confirm or deny uh, whether or not we got them right. So we're just going to go through that real quickly. Um, Someone's clipping their fingernails, then they should stop doing that. (laughs) (laughs) We got which we could not figure out the answer to, but is old woman. Okay. Yeah, which I, I kind of thought, but because I, I think babushka is an old woman in Russian.
1: Um, yeah, I Vinny. kind of thought that that was an actual word. I th- my the difference is, I think it's babushka oh, in, oh, oh, in oh. Russian, but Dave, Dave wanted to quiz Dave wanted to quiz us on this. Oh, you know, I wanted to quiz you guys bit. on this. Oh, sure, call in, Dave. Uh,
0: are we going to do this right now? Do you want to call oh. in right now, Dave, and do the quiz, or are we going to save it for later? All right, so here we go. We got Dave calling in. We're gonna let's start off with a, a caller and a quiz.
1: Just waiting. On this is go. a little this is a little bit funner than just just confirming them. See how about how good. Oh, I'm you going. should oh. have
0: headphones. If you do, you need headphones or does it? I know it recommends headphones, but maybe you need headphones.
1: Oh no! Have they changed it. Okay. Um, well, well, let's, let's talk about headphones. what we drinking.
0: Uh, sure. Um, yeah. I have a coffee with a splash of um, red velvet cupcake Bailey's in it, and also a big old oh, cup of how is that iced stuff? Water. Uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm almost uh, my bottle's almost empty, uh, and I'm I'm kind of done with it by now um i think mm-hmm. i'm gonna go and see if the, the the nymo bar irish cream from 40 creek is still around i want to get one more bottle of that before it disappears if i can because that stuff's really good but um red velvet's okay yeah red velvet's okay.
1: okay how about you sir um i'm having the partake non-alcoholic stout again mm. i have to i have to work in the morning and i don't trust myself to drink too much
0: yeah to fair not enough. Drink
1: too much yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna have the one coffee with bailey that's a that's a nice sunday afternoon drink i think and then uh slug back i got a nice big uh cup of ice water here <laughs> nice. um and then yeah we'll wait for dave let's start into our conversation about you know the the big question around you know all of the books that we cover here is you know should it have been banned what circumstances should it have been banned you know what is what is our feeling on that so let's let's start with that conversation i'll open by saying that obviously i don't think this book should be banned in a universal way, but I also think that it certainly has a narrow audience. You know, I went I went big when I said that. You know, I thought um, uh, a Handmaid's Tale should be read by anyone, like especially women uh, or girls ages twelve and up. Uh, I'm not going to say that about a clock recorder. That was, that was
1: a bold statement. That was a that bold was a bold statement.
0: statement. I don't have an equally bold statement. Um, I don't have an equally bold statement to make about a clockwork orange. I definitely think it is an adult book. Um, I mean maybe maybe 16 years old um, you know a, you know an advanced sort of teenager could could read it and appreciate it. I think the book especially it becomes challenging for anyone to read because of the language and I, I think you'd have right. to be a pretty advanced student to be picking up this book at like 14, 15 or 16. And even just getting through it, like having the patience to, to understand the language and get through it, you'd have to be a pretty studious student. Um, and of course, I mean, if you were studious enough to get through it, I would say that you're probably mature enough to experience it. Um, okay. I, I, I barely had the patience to get through it, uh, even though <laughs> I, I am, I think, certainly mature enough to appreciate it. How about you, Warren? What is your take on that?
1: Um, yeah, I would say that this is definitely a mature book. Um, I am... And the and the movie as well. I guess we're talking more about the book right now, but... Uh, Initially, I'm yeah. really sh- actually shocked. I don't even understand it, it, under what context i managed to watch this when I was in my early teens. Um, but I, my memory of it was very different. And yeah, I say I would say I wouldn't have this in like a high school library yeah i I, I would i would say it shouldn't be in the high school library public library obviously like yeah Yeah. that's my take on it
0: i i could see this in a high school library and only because like i said i think in a way it it kind of self-bans itself um because it is so difficult to read that anyone who's not mature enough to appreciate the book is not going to be patient enough to get through the book. Um, right. and I, I think I could see it having a place in a, in a high school library, um, as like, maybe an advanced reader option. So somebody who's like reading at the top of their level and want something, you know, challenging and is reaching out to the school as a, as a place to get that. Um, I could maybe see then, but, um, that would be kind of the end of it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um let's well Sorry. let's talk about the film real quickly too though. Sure. Um, sure. as for the film, um, again, I think, you know, obviously it's it was R rated. Uh, I think that's probably wise. Um, it's it's an adult film. It's very graphic in a lot of its content. Although not you know, you don't see a lot of blood, but you know what you see is still very intense, and I think a lot of that comes from the the almost clinical way that Kubrick mm-hmm. films and frames a lot of the shots you end up you know almost getting this kind of i think I said you know in the last episode this almost documentary style look at you know these these rapes and these violent assaults and and it's very this is very cold and it's very and
1: the yeah and the length of them too like i you know I you never really think about when something horrific happens in a lot of shows, you know, there's a lot of cutting, there's a lot of, you know, flashing from one scene to another. And then the, a lot of times the, the length of that scene is quite short as well. Um, and it does get the point across, but on these, it just, you know, you're like, it, when is it going to be over? When's it going to be over? Uh, yeah. Okay, are they?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That assault on the, the writer and his wife just
1: seems to go on forever. Yeah. um Um, yeah so i would definitely say that this deserves a r rating absolutely mm -hmm. i don't think there's even a question on that one i i can remember whatever 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 tv program was showing this in the daytime when i was 12 years old shame on you i don't even know what channel that was but well i would think if it's
0: showing this in the daytime it would have to be some kind of like 24-hour movie channel Probably yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't have any other guess but that but um, my phones are oh okay um, hearing from Dave that I'm getting Oren back into the chat through my headphones thanks for that Dave turning my volume down a little bit and see if we can clear that up um, what was I saying um, yeah I can't I'm sure I saw it when I was a teenager too I can't remember how old it was and wish uh, I It was shocking but again i think you know i was probably maybe not perfectly mature enough to get it but but close i mean i was a a fairly mature kid as a as a teenager um at least intellectually probably not emotionally but um you know i was able to get kind of the message of of the film and you know even then i appreciated i watched a lot of horror movies and you know i always appreciated finding things that were shocking or sensational and so you know, didn't didn't scare me away. Probably should have, maybe. I don't know. was <laughs> Um, any more comments on, um, you know, whether it should be banned? Before we let Dave call in and chat a little bit about his his quiz.
1: Not banned, just restricted. I think.
0: Yeah. Restricted as in yep. rated R. Yeah. <laughs> not, uh, not handed out to children.
1: Exactly.
0: All right, uh, Dave, give us a call, and uh, we can play your your quiz on the NADSAT language. I'm eager to
1: find out what that's all about. Also, hello, Tex one zero two five. Here we go. Hello,
0: Dave. You are on the air. What's up, boy? How you doing? All right. You it's cut out a little bit there can for a you second. Hear me? Yeah, you're cutting in and out a little bit
2: yeah i was hoping to not have to use my bluetooth headset like this but i guess it asked me to it made me
0: yeah like i said i I knew it had said that it was a um uh something they recommended i didn't realize it was something they forced you to do so it sounds like my
2: audio quality is not great is it you guys can hear me no it's
0: not bad okay as long as it's not cutting in and out it's fine yeah, right, for sure. Probably just establishing
2: connection, too. Well, boys, thanks so much for going through all this interesting band media that uh, I don't have the stomach for, personally, and I get to, like, vicariously uh, take in something like A Clockwork Orange, which I've never watched. I know exactly what it is, and I've seen plenty of previews and shots of it to know that it's just not a type of media I want to take into my my mind. And, yeah, I, uh, but I, I think – i'm sorry go ahead
0: i'm just gonna say knowing you i think you're right i think this would not be good inside your brain
2: exactly so but i also understand it to be a fairly like poignant and important piece of like media history and so the fact that i can have a pretty good interpretation and understanding of it without having to actually like wade into those deep waters is appreciated i really like what you guys are doing here oh thanks so um yeah, I created a little bit of a NADSAT uh, slang trivia for you guys. Okay. Um, I went through a NADSAT site. I found actually two, and one was inaccurate, FYI. So okay. I had some in I had some inaccurate definitions until uh, I had everything kind of um, uh, confirmed by multiple sources. So sumka.com has a NADSAT dictionary that I quite like. A lot of it is taken from Russian. So what I thought I would do is I'm going to ask you both for the definition of these words, and we'll see if you get close enough, you get a point. And we'll kind of alternate <laughs> who answers. I have 20. I have 20 words, and we'll alternate who answers first, so that like you know, I could I could foresee Todd always answering first and kind of influencing um, Orin, right? So we'll go back and right. forth that way. Uh, so much of this language is built out of context. And so I'm, not, I'm giving you no context. You simply get the word, and okay. then you guys can mull it over. So the first one is hen corm, which is H-E-N hyphen K-O-R-M. Hen corm.
1: You go first, Todd. I don't even think we covered this one. <laughs> no, we didn't. Um, I, got, I got nothing, man. <laughs> I got anyway, nothing on that I, one either. <laughs>
2: Okay, well, that's it. Big old goose eggs. That is chicken feed of all things, guys. Oh, okay. Chicken feed okay. Is hen corn. Uh, the next one, Cal. C a l. Cal. Cal.
0: That'd be you going first, Orin.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh,
0: Cal. <laughs>
1: no idea. We didn't cover that one either.
0: All right. No,
2: huh? these are definitely just things that were in the book, but maybe you guys never spoke about.
1: Well, and the other thing,
0: too, is like a lot of the words, like the the, the ones we figured out the most are the ones that get used the most.
2: Repeated, yeah. Um, I'm going to
0: take a guess on Cal and say it's like a friend or a a guy.
2: Mm, Okay, well, it it comes from the Russian word Cal, K-A-L, to mean excrement. So
0: Cal (laughs) is
2: shit. Shit. So he he has a throwaway line where he's like, you know, and all that Cal. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right. okay uh, right yeah, that is something that comes really up I mean. a lot actually all that cal
2: yeah I'm all remembering... that cal is all that shit yeah okay uh the next one is noj uh n-o-z-h n-o-z-h oh uh
0: i feel like it's a body part but i don't know which one
1: Uh, what would you it be? Any
2: guesses?
1: Any guesses on that one? Uh, mind.
2: Mind, you guys. Uh, not bad, but actually it's uh, a direct translation of a Russian word for knife, the knowledge.
1: Oh, okay. Oh,
2: thanks. I know. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, here, tell you what. A little bit, I'll give you guys a hint on this one. This one is a body part. It's uko. O O K O. Uko. And this one is a body part.
1: Um.
0: Uko. Oh, well I know it's I know what it's not, because I know it's I know what eyes are, <laughs> I know what teeth are, I know what hands are, I know what shoulders are.
2: <laughs> so there we go. Process of elimination.
0: <laughs> uh, is it a stomach?
2: Orin, any guesses?
1: No guesses, no not on this one. <laughs> this one
2: is an ear. The Uko is an ear. Okay. Okay. My goodness. Okay, next one. This is going really well, guys. Um, <laughs> next is Ochkeys. O T C H K I E S. Ochkeys. Tell you what, I'll give you guys a hint. This one would be touching your UCO when used.
1: The Ochkeys. <laughs> the headphones. <laughs> Uko or, is here, by the way. Or um, earplugs.
2: Alright, any guesses from you, Todd?
0: Um. Is it is it a hat?
2: It is uh, eyeglasses. Och keys are eyeglasses.
1: Guess. Okay. Oh, okay.
2: Alright, alright. Um th- next is platch. Now, platch is a oh. verb. Like you it's to platch. What is Platch.
0: I felt like we ah. talked about this one. Is it like grab?
2: Anything from Joran?
1: <sighs> Nothing.
2: To platch. To platch is to cry, guys.
1: Oh. oh. Cry.
2: But it really did, it speaks to the difficulty of this language. Huh? It's almost like, sure, anybody who wants to try to read it can
1: go right in. I'm starting to wonder if I really understood the book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're right, yeah. I'm sure there would be a deeper wow. understanding if you went back and read it again with a better knowledge of the language,
1: or uh, at least yeah, a better understanding
0: sure, right? of what happened.
2: Uh, okay, how about um, we're gonna we're gonna skip this one here and go to uh, Prestupnik. Pres, Prestupnik. P R E S T O O P N I C K. Prestupnik. <laughs> Prestupnik. Uh, let's say the uh, the the lead character and his uh, and his gang of friends they might all be prostupnik. If that's how. <laughs> <if that's> <laughs> uh,
0: drunk. Oh, all right. Anything from you, Orin? No. What
2: one, one of you is, You should just throw it a guess. One of you's gonna guess correctly. Sure.
1: Okay. All right. Point. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Stupnik, Prostupnik. Yeah, Prostupnik. Uh, At least come up Something that series. you can be tired.
2: All right, it's a degenerate or a criminal.
1: That's oh something. there you go. Okay.
2: That's a Russian word, of course. How about rot, guys? Oh, I know this it's one. It's a part of the body,
0: rot. You can go ahead, or I went first last time.
1: Oh, okay. Um, rot. I should know this one. You got me all flustered, Dave.
2: (laughs) I know, right? You're on the spot. Everyone thinks it's so easy when they watch me
0: Stomach. Okay.
2: How about you, Todd?
0: It's a mouth.
2: Yeah, Uh... mouth for a point for Todd.
0: I was afraid I was going to go through this whole list and get no points at all. (laughs) <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That know. would have been sad. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, it's
2: so easy to sit on our couches and, and watch that guy on TV and be like, man, I know the answer to this question. It's <laughs> a lot harder when you're in the hot seat, huh? Um, okay, what's a Schlager? S-H-L-A-G-A. Schlager. So that
1: that you, one? Can hold
2: it, you can hold it in your hand. You, something you can hold in your hand. Penis. Penis. A schlager.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, it, is it a knife? Uh,
2: mm-hmm. No, it is a club or cudgel. It's a okay. club or cudgel, but you're very close. Here's one. Knife was a gnaws. Yeah, the knife was a nozz. Well, that's true, but over.
0: there are multiple words for uh, the same oh. thing sometimes, too. Oh, true, okay. that's true. There
2: are. Uh, here's, I'll throw you guys a bone here. Yarbles, because it's such a great Oh, word. I know
0: what this one is. Yarbles. That's balls. How
2: about you, Oren? That's, That's right. balls.
0: That's balls, yeah. <laughs>
2: That's testicles. a point to each of you.
0: My favorite um, word.
2: How about smack? Now, smack oh. is a verb.
0: Smack. Yeah, I know what this is. I do too, and you went first last time, so I'll go. It's it's laugh or chuckle. <laughs> yeah. How
2: about you, Oren? What do you think it is? Yeah, All it's, right. it's, it's laugh, is, yeah. That's correct. Point to each of you. Um, all right. Uh, how about scory? Um, hmm. it's, it's an adjective, right? It describes something.
0: Scory, uh, yeah. I, I know that one came up a fair number of times. Is it. Well, I guess it's your turn to go first, Orin. Scory.
1: Oh yeah, no nothing.
2: What do you got, Todd? Are they
0: gonna make a guess? Yeah. Um I don't know, is it large or yeah, say large?
2: Oh no, it was fast or quick or quickly. It was quick.
0: fast, okay. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do one last one here. Yazik. Y A H Z I C K Yazik, and it's a piece of the human body.
0: hmm I think I know what this one is. Venus. Tongue, <laughs> tongue
2: is correct. Tongue is correct, guys. Wonderful stuff. We got Todd at four points and Oren at two points, guys. Uh, thank you for engaging in my little Nadsat quiz.
0: No problem, Oren. No I think problem. you're the one who thank brought you. up Yazik in in that that episode, because uh, it was what when he licks the um, the guy's shoe. Six is Yazik. Oh
1: yeah, that's right. That's right. Um,
0: dave before you go did you have a question for us as well or just the quiz i,
2: I did no i had a, i had a couple other little ideas uh, for uh the one thought that really the question that came to me as i'm listening to your uh, summation of this of this work is why is it called a clockwork orange
0: um yeah anthony Burgess talked about that a little bit in the forward to the book but that's a, that's an excellent question um it's basically this image of a clockwork orange is the idea of something that is, by outside appearance, organic, um, but on the inside, is actually mechanical. And it's um, it's it describes what Alex becomes something that on the outside looks like natural and organic, and in that context, capable of of making free choices. But in in fact, what he's become is this this machine that is only capable of going in certain directions because of the way he's been conditioned. So that's what A Clockwork Orange is referring to.
2: Very cool. Very cool. So I did Google it. And yeah, man, that is what it's all about right there. That's very good. Um, He explained uh, this is about... um, I'm sorry, uh, Anthony Burgess, he said uh, on a camera program in 1972, I've implied the junction of the organic, the lively, the sweet, in other words, life, the orange, and the mechanical, the cold, the disciplined. Mm-hmm. I brought them together in this kind of oxymoron, this sour, sweet word. I think that's really cool.
0: And I believe, um, I believe I've believe i heard that like the phrase, as queer as a clockwork orange, was an existing phrase. It's not necessarily something that he came up with, but he sort of... Um, okay that's interesting took it from that and and took the imagery of it to use in the novel i could be wrong about that the the phrase could have come
2: no you're correct todd so he claimed he heard it in a london pub before world war ii decades before publishing it uh he heard it in a in a pub someone said as queer as a clockwork orange so Mm -hmm. there you go And then um, Kubrick said about it, the film explores the difficulties of reconciling the conflict between individual freedom and social order. And Alex exercises freedom to be a vicious thug until the state turns him into a harmless zombie, no longer able to choose between good and evil. One of the conclusions of the film is of course, that there are limits to which society should go in maintaining law and order. Society should not do the wrong thing for the right reason, even though it frequently does the right thing for the wrong reasons.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And uh, so anyway, that's from Kubrick himself. You know, you were talking about perhaps uh, understanding it better, uh, Orin, if with this um, dictionary of words next to you, but I I wanted to actually come back to something that you said in the chapter seven, uh, about chapter seven of a clockwork orange in that episode, Orin, you said, okay, we're not the mistakes we've made, but we are accountable to the mistakes we've made. And we do have the ability to change. And I just thought that was a really impactful statement that you spoke, and I wrote it down and wanted to kind of retell it to you. I really I thought that was a cool insight, dude. So thank you for okay. the work you
0: guys create. Thank you hmm. so much. Not a problem. We're uh, we're we're enjoying it for the most part. Um, and <laughs> on the in regards to you know being responsible for the mistakes we made, Oren. So mm-hmm. do you feel responsible for for choosing to read the book? Without a glossary handy, (laughs) you accept responsibility for that choice you made. I accept full responsibility
1: for my lack of understanding of this book. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Uh, Anything else, Dave?
2: No, that's it, guys. Cheers. You guys have a wonderful afternoon. Thanks for letting me call in. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Take care. For sure, guys. Cheers.
0: Um, Anybody else? Lines are open. If anybody else wants to um, give us a ring, ask us a question uh in the interim um what do we have left to cover or in um i guess i mean one of the things that we were just talking about is whether or not we'd have a better appreciation for the book if we had a better understanding of the
1: language and i don't think that i would
0: I, I think the same. I think I would have a better understanding of the events of the book. Like, I, I definitely remember reading the first chapter and essentially going, "I, I have no idea what's going on here. <laughs> I have no idea who any of these people in this um, in this Karova Milk Bar are, or what they're doing, or what he's
1: saying they're doing." Um, it's kind of part of the charm, though, of the book.
0: A little bit. It's a bit like trying to figure out those
1: words through the yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly.
0: And, you know, the more you read Shakespeare, the more that you kind of connect with the language and get into the flow of it. Um, But, you know, whatever Shakespeare reading, act one, scene one, is going to be like, what the F is going on here? (laughs) Uh, That's sort of what I thought about. I don't read a lot of Shakespeare, though, so that might be why. I
1: do bite my thumb, but I do not bite my thumb at you, sir. (laughs) Sorry, I don't know where that came from.
0: Is that a Shakespeare thing?
1: I sure hope so.
0: You're not even sure.
1: I, I at this point I'm not sure about anything anymore.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um,
1: I appreciate sorry, go ahead.
0: I was just gonna say I think I would have a better appreciation of like the events of the book, but I don't think I would have a whole lot of make a whole lot of difference about understanding like the whole of the message of the book. I think that ends up being
1: pretty clear. Yeah, and I kind of enjoyed trying to figure out what the words meant. I actually found that kind of fun. So Yeah. And I mean, I would to say if stand- you're gonna read it, just read it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would I would agree. I would agree. And I think it's a lot more work to have to look up every single word that you don't understand, because there will be a lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. And you may even have to look them up multiple times because, like, as, as we learned from Dave's quiz, even words that we encountered in the book that maybe at one point we knew the definition to, it ha- didn't stick. So, mm. Although
1: yarbles did stick, we definitely Yarbles did stick. Yarbles. But we
0: talked about yarbles quite a bit. That was one of <laughs> our weekly words. Um, I won't go through the whole list of, of words that we covered at this point, uh, but I will go through and find uh, the couple that we got wrong. Sure. Um, just real quickly. Um, uh, 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 you had ukadid at one point and said it was skedaddled. Um, and basically, it just meant to leave. But, I mean, yeah. technically, skedaddling is leaving. Um, Litzo, I think you said was mouth or lips. It's actually referred to the whole face. Okay. Um, starry. Um, is old. I thought it was fancy. Yeah, you it's thought it was fancy. Old. It's just old. Um, okay. Adinaki alone, by oneself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Vest, vest, Or vesk. We didn't know what that was. It's just thing. Um, we had rabbit as to turn, I think. But in fact, it's to work.
1: Oh, OK. Um,
0: you had poggy, but the only word I could find was poogly. So I don't know that if could that have been what I meant what you were trying. And it apparently means scared. Um, yeah. Okay. Then you had Grosn, uh when, which you said was wounds. Uh, I could only find Graz knee, which is probably what you meant, um, mm-hmm. which was dirty. Okay. Pete, um, which you had was to think. I think that was in context of him going to the diner to to eat and Pete. Um, and it was also Pete was actually to drink, not to think.
1: Oh, okay. To eat
0: and pee. Um Kluv oh, You had his nose Which is basically right It means beak okay. um, da, 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 da. What else we got Ludies I, I had guessed was ladies But then came to the clu- conclusion It was like a wider range And it's basically people Malchik refers to boys Not men um, Okay. And ified Which I said was hurried uh, as in he iddied up the stairs, uh, iddied was just to go, so he basically just went up the stairs. Okay. And those were the ones that we got wrong. Um, where are we at? What else do we need to talk about here? Um, we might be close to wrapping things up.
1: Um, we could uh, maybe discuss our preference between the book or the movie. Um,
0: yeah, sure. I'm happy to jump on that immediately and say that I prefer the movie to the book because I am absolutely not a fan of the 21st chapter. And that is something I want to talk a little bit about is, is I did talk about it on that third part of the book podcast, but just to say again, I, I understand that, you know, the point that, that Burgess was getting at in that 21st chapter was to say that, you you know, these kind you know, teenage rebellion you know, it's something that teenagers eventually grow out of, you know, these kind of, you know, I'm sorry, I'm looking for um, these troubled teens that are running around, you know, spray painting graffiti and robbing old ladies, you know, eventually they grow out of it and probably become car salesmen. Um, <laughs> but, but I think the problem with the, the 21st chapter. Well, I Clock mean, car salesmen
1: are thieves, too, really.
0: Exactly, that was, that was the
1: joke I was going right. for. Right, sorry, no, I'm just joking.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, I forgot, we were going to start a new podcast <laughs> where we overanalyze jokes to death. Um, <laughs> uh, I do, like. I think the problem with, with trying to have that message at the end of the book is it doesn't jive with the kind of criminal that Alex is. This is a guy who's murdered multiple people, is quite likely a sociopath, and I don't think most sociopaths just go, eh, I'm kind of done being a sociopath now. Um, right. And so I think definitely the story works better as a whole without having that final chapter, I think. Um, and the film doesn't have that final chapter, so it definitely works much better for me. It's also easier to absorb. It doesn't have you know, the language everywhere like the book does as much as... And when there the-
1: is language in the movie, there's usually visual cues for it as well.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, what about you? What would be your preference?
1: I preferred the book. Yeah. Um I definitely preferred the book. I think there were some parts about Kubrick's rendition of the story that were amazing. Um, but as a whole, I didn't find it I didn't find it to be a very cohesive piece of art. Hmm. Um yeah. I I know that's probably not a popular opinion, but um I just I found it to be a little bit too over the place all over the place. Like, uh, that scene with, uh, deltoid, it, it <laughs> just kind of, it just kind of shattered the, the, the tone. Yeah. Um, and there was a few different parts that, that kind of shattered the tone for me.
0: Yeah. I will grab um, that the book
1: definitely has a more consistent tone. But, uh, like I said, like some of the visuals in the movie, like those, uh, tableaus that he did, um, the one at the very beginning with Alex and his drugs at the milk bar, they're all sitting, you know, still looking mm-hmm. at what they're looking at. Um, and then that tableau with, uh, with the, the writer, the other Alex, um, the bodyguard, Darth Vader guy, and his two friends there when he's blasting Beethoven up through the walls to drive Alex crazy. Yeah. Um, and how they pan back, and just the positions that they found themselves in, and, and the looks on well, the faces. Well, in a way, those
0: just... those shots kind of mirror each other too, right? Because it's it's again, it's mm-hmm. it's four people. They're they're all kind of in a line. They're revealed as the camera pulls back in in much the same way. Um, and it's it's them. I mean, you would almost say that like the, the look on the, the author's face in that moment is very similar to the glee on Alex's face as he's mm-hmm. preparing to go out for his night of crime. And, uh, you know, there's probably a message of, you know, how, 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 how much of a difference is there between these two groups that are, right. you know, in the midst of doing something pretty vile.
1: Absolutely. Um, I, I found those to be awesome, like just great shots. Um, but as a whole, I think I preferred the book over the movie. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
0: Dave just asked in the chat, are there any works where you've read the book and seen the movie and prefer the movie? Um, I would say it's few and far between, but I know for myself, uh, Jaws is one where I prefer the movie over the book. Um, And I understand for most people who've, who have read the Godfather, most people find that the film is better. Uh, And then there are, there are cases for me where um, there are, there are films and books that are kind of, on equal footing, Um, like for me, the book and the film of Fight Club are pretty on par. I like them both kind of equally. And uh, the book and the film of The Shining, I both like pretty equally, even though they are both very different beasts. And I feel the same way about uh, the book and the film of Annihilation. Both are very good, but also both are kind of
1: very different beasts. Do you have any thoughts on uh, Dave's question there, Oren? I'm not as big of a reader as um, you, <laughs> so I think most... Well, you're of getting to be the, thanks uh, to this <laughs> Yeah, I know. That was part of the reason Like, uh, I was excited to do this podcast, because it had been a long time since I've actually read, which is embarrassing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't say I have a deep enough repertoire of books that I've read that have movies that I've watched to answer that question. Fair
0: enough. Maybe after another year or two of this podcast, we'll uh, we'll have <laughs> we'll have that problem fixed for you. Maybe. Ah, Dave, I think Thirteenth Warrior is an adaptation of Crichton's Eater of the Dead, which he enjoyed, I think, more than the book. I didn't know that. That was filmed near Williams Lake, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I, I personally, I personally prefer the title Eaters of the Dead, but um, I guess Thirteenth Warrior is probably more commercially viable as a title. All right, Um, one last shout out, if anyone wants to give us a call and ask us questions or share their thoughts on the Clockwork Orange or anything else for that matter. Um, Any, as we wait for potential callers, which probably aren't gonna ring in, do you have any final thoughts, Oren?
1: No, I think I've said everything I need to say. Um, I'm glad we did this one. I know I wanted to do it as soon as we started this podcast. Um, Very different than I remember. Um, But uh, yeah, no, I'm glad we did this one. Yeah, I'm glad we did this one too. Um, I think,
0: as I said before, this was a book that's been on my list of things to read for a while. And I tried it at least once before, and I I didn't get to the first chapter. I was just like, this is too much work. I'm going to go read something that's in English. (laughs) Yeah. And I honestly, if I didn't have, like, accountability to this podcast to see it through, I probably mm-hmm. would not have bothered. Um, because there is a film. You could just sit down and spend, you know, two hours and 10 or 20 minutes, whatever it is, watch the movie, get the story, get the point, move on with mm-hmm. your day, and not have to worry your yarbles from your plotches. Um but no, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did because you know it was definitely it's a it's a unique experience when you when you get the entire story told from Alex's perspective. And uh, there were moments that were missing from the film that I think were uh, were better in the book. I think you know the way that the way he's chosen for the Ludovico treatment is more mm-hmm. interesting in the book with the way that they he murders the the new uh, the new prisoner in his cell. Um, accidentally of course he doesn't mean to kill him but you know the fact that like that he's like this much of an unredeemable criminal rather than just a guy who speaks out of line in, in a line in, in yeah prison yard yeah it's a bit more interesting and it's a bit more believable you know that you know they're gonna grab that guy as the one for this um, controversial treatment mm-hmm. um, so yeah, there's definitely. Things to like in the book, um, I think, in a lot of ways, it's it's you know a more a more full story. Uh, I just I can't get over the twenty-first chapter is my thing. Just don't read it. Yeah, I guess that would be my recommendation. If you want to read a Clockwork Orange? Uh, either skip the twenty-first chapter, or just go find a, a copy from earlier on uh, in the U.S. printing that doesn't even have the twenty-first copy, and then or twenty-first chapter, and then you can't even tempt yourself to read it because it's just not there. That's my recommendation. Okay. All right. doesn't look like we're having any more callers. So I think we'll call this episode a close. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, for those who came late, uh, you missed the announcement that uh, our next book is going to be The Turner Diaries by uh, William Luther Pierce, um, which according to Wikipedia, um uh Scherner Diaries depicts a violent revolution in the United States, which leads to the overthrow of the federal government, a nuclear war, and ultimately a race war, which leads to the systematic extermination of non-whites. So that's gonna be a fun time. Um not that's what we're really. doing.
1: Huh? <laughs> what was that? Not really I'm not looking forward to that one.
0: No, it'll yeah, but it'll be, push, it'll push be an the, experience. Envelope.
1: Push the envelope.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then hopefully we'll we'll find something fun to do as a movie afterwards to cleanse our palate or something.
1: Sure. Um, sounds oh, great.
0: Also, um I should mention Hopefully, we have some interesting plans for Easter. Um, I don't want to announce anything quite yet in case we can't actually pin them down. But uh, I I am hoping to be able to do a one-two special Easter weekend, a Friday release of a recorded episode, and then the Sunday live episode um, with some guests. Um, Fingers crossed that we can pull it all together to make it happen, but more on that in the future. All uh, right. Thanks for listening. Uh, I have been Todd Sullivan. And I'm Oren Barter. Yeah, this has been When bad Things Happen to Good People. Now go read a fucking book.